Welcome back, Beers Watch Podcast, episode 160, Charlotte's number one podcast recorded in the basement. Yes, we are all back. I consider some of the core people, uh, Evan Marr was supposed to be on tonight. Uh, he texted me saying his mom was having surgery, so he couldn't make it, so we'll, we'll reschedule that time. Duvall was going to be here, Jeeves was going to be here, so I called in the reinforcements. Kevin, the Browns Nation man here as well. So, yes, that's going to be us, but as we, yeah, welcome back. Summertime still flowing. Trying to get back on the Tuesday schedule. Second week in a row with Tuesdays after jumping all around, vacations, all that good stuff. And Duvall is back. He survived the Dominican Ooh. Republic. One of a, only a couple hundred <laughs> survived. Now it looks like the, the people have moved on to Costa Rica, I saw. <laughs> really? So, <laughs> yeah, watch out the wow. tropicals. Duvall, how you doing, man? Um... I'm doing good, man. I'm glad to be back. Um, nice little vacation. Like I said, I was able to make it back. Yeah. Um, if you do have an opportunity to go to DR, um, the media does give it a spin, but it's an amazing place. I loved it. I drank a shit ton. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I stayed on the resort, enjoyed it, toured the city. It was lovely. Uh, but glad to be back. Glad to be around the fellas again. Glad to be back in the basement. So uh, thanks for having me again. Yeah. Good to have you back. I'm glad you survived. What would be so? What was your key in surviving? What did you go oh, into? Man. Okay, so I got so many stories about yeah. this trip. But um, start your first one, then we'll go into many stories after we intro <laughs> everybody else. Okay, so my key was I got all of my alcohol from the duty free. Yeah. So you know, as soon as you get off the the airport, they they have like a basically their ABC store in the airport. Yeah. So I got everything I wanted. I got my Crown Royal. I got my pure white Hennessy, and then yeah. I got some um, some tequila. Okay. And then, like, what I did was I got there, and I drank that. Because their tequila and their rum and whatnot is not the same as what we have here. Yeah. Um, now, granted, they have it, and it, I mean, people, my cousins and family drank it, and they were, they were just fine. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to just have what I got. I could take it wherever I want. I went out there on the beach. Because I'm on a resort. So I just walked around the resort with my bottle of Crown, yeah. like, just chilling. <laughs> you, just got yeah. It, yeah. you just got your mixer or whatever. Yeah. Not, yeah. Whatever, whatever I had. Yeah. Now, what I also did do, so, like, they had, like, swim-up bars. So, yeah. like, if I'm in the pool, what I would do, I would swim up to the bar, but I only got beer. And the beer that they have is called Presidente. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was amazing. So it, it, I, I I would equate it to like a Bud Light. Yeah. Because so you can find it around here. Yeah. They, I, I realized that when I got here. Yeah. You can get some Harris Teeters and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So so I drank that the whole time. So like I would, and they give you a nice size glass. So I'd have a couple shots of Crown. <laughs> then I would put that down and I'd go get me a beer and that would just mellow me out. But I mean, that, that was my key to it. Yeah. Um, like I said, I never got sick. At all, like I, only time I had to do was just like I would get full because I ate a lot over there because like yeah. it's constant food. Yeah. So I was just eating so much, so I was full off of food. But other than that, I was fine. Kept my Pedialyte too, so I could recover. <laughs> yeah, there you so. go. Getting old. Gotta yeah, 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 you gotta keep that. That's but, right. But that was my key. So yeah. All right, Jeeves. What's up? What's up? A little, little uh, sick from eating yeah. too much butt, right? Oh, <laughs> man. What? Oh, I did not even, I didn't know that. Like, groceries, Jeeves, you eat like groceries? Yeah. I didn't hear Jeeves, but eat some booty. Oh, man. You know, that's why he got that call. Oh, boy. Yeah, I told you that call. <laughs> he had a little pink eye last week. So. Oh, no. Was it worth it? I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Was it worth it, Jeeves? 
I didn't have no pink eye, and I ain't no. I have not eaten any ass <laughs> <laughs> today. Today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeeves. How you doing, man? We're good. Yeah. Uh, went to the doctor Monday. Got me some medicine. Today's the first full day of medicine, so hopefully by the end of the week I'll be better. All right. Good. So I'm, I'm getting better every day, but of course I've still got the cough. But other than that, it's it's going good. All right. Good I am back on the. Twitter on the cell phone. Oh, okay. I figured yeah, that out today. Account, yeah. figured out. I thought yeah. I had a lot of little fire under Jeeves' ass because he was yeah. so damn I mean, because I was always, like, emailing them, mm-hmm. and they was, they stayed sent you, like, a, a respond email that you can't respond to, you know? Oh. So I was like, all right, let me look at let me look at it a different way. And they said, if you add your number, then you can change it through your number. Yep. I'm like, well, I hadn't tried that, so added my number. Then I said, forgot password, did all that, and it sent through my phone, okay. changed it, aired, yeah. downloaded everything, and changed on the computer, changed on my phone, so we're back in business. Where can they find you, Jeeves? Uh, Jeeves1988 on Twitter and Instagram. And Duvall, you forgot to give yours out. Oh, man. Uh, Rod vs. Duvall on Twitter and just Duvall on Instagram. <laughs> See, I feel like Jeeves was trying to copy you a couple many months ago when you're like, oh, I'm going to change it, oh, I'm going to change it, and then you never got around to it. Well, finally, I was like, geez, you just can't keep doing the Duvall because you eventually got to get to your main Twitter again. <laughs> yeah. So, glad you're back, Jeeves. Yep. Need those extra likes on everything, you know? Yes. All right, Kevin, What's Brown's up? man in the house. What's How up? you doing? Got the Good. new Baker on. Yep. Just, I finally caved. I wanted one. It's the, uh, the Color Rush jerseys. Yeah. They've nice. been sold out ever since I've been looking, and they finally came in stock. I went to go buy them. They were, they only had like extra larges, and I just caved and bought one on eBay. There you go. Made sure it was official. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Um, thanks for having me back. No Glad problem. To be back on. Uh, girlfriend's out of town. Oh, some so house you, washing. So it's good to come over. Watching the dogs. Some the boys. Yeah. <laughs> just been hanging out with the dog for the last couple of days. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So you you ready to get out and shoot a little yeah, breeze? Yeah. There. Okay. Exactly. All right. Where can they find you if you need to be found? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, crazy for Cleveland on Twitter, C R Z Y the number four in Cleveland. All right. And for me, it is J Roll Nation Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch podcast on Facebook. The Beards Watch, all one word on Twitter and Instagram, and then They See Me Rolling on our YouTube. You can catch our Beerio carts, our reaction videos, our brew reviews. We just released our final one from Indiana. Next week will be uh, Wisconsin. Then we'll have our Minnesotas, and then we've got a couple in Lake Norman and one more in Charlotte. Actually, this week we're going to go up and do something in Kernersville and go visit my grandparents. So. Get all that, like, comment, subscribe, go buy a t-shirt, go buy some swag, all that good stuff. And yeah, that's, that's about it on, on that aspect. But, uh, God, I had something I was going to say, but it slipped my mind. So, Duvall, what, give us a quick synopsis if you got a couple stories that you want to hit okay. for your DR trip before we jump into our all-or-nothing breakdown. Okay, well, first of all, I want to thank you for allowing me to share this. Um, but uh, <laughs> I would say um, one now of the... Did you eat any butt down the <laughs> No, no, no. But what I can tell you is the women over there are very, very beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Um, I can say, like, and, like, they... Like, on a resort, like, the women and, no, pause, the men on the resort, like, they are very, very, like, yeah. like customer service. It's mm-hmm. like, they're like Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Like, so, like, so, like, you, whatever you want, they will provide to you. 
Um, and it was just amazing. And just to sit and have conversations with some, it was really good to help understand them. A lot of them haven't even been to the United States mm-hmm. um, just because of the, the visa and how difficult it is to get over there. Um, but one story I can share is I know before I left, I talked to Jacob about I wanted to, uh, I wanted to do snorkeling. I was a little scared. Now, granted, yeah. I can swim. And, you know, there's a there's a stereotype of black who can't swim. I can't swim. <laughs> um, so, and, and Jacob was about, oh, I'm scuba certified. And I was just like, you know what, man, I can't do that. I'm just going to snorkel. <laughs> so, we, we did like a big family uh, boat cruise. And we were able to go out. We were able to snorkel. So, I got out there. And um, the problem was... I, I was a little buzzed. Yeah. So swimming is already difficult, like when you're swimming and yeah. you're, you know, and you don't swim as much. Now as you I do. told you, don't do it, bud. <laughs> I said that's it. But you should probably go out and snorkel sober, and then come back and get your buzz. Well, on. well see, that was a mistake because I started like I was like, you know what? Before we left the resort, I took a couple shots. Then I get on the boat. I'm sitting there with my pops. We're taking shots of Crown. All this, and I'm like, oh shit, I got a snorkel. <laughs> so I, I'm putting my stuff on. Then I get out there in the water, and I'm like, ooh, this is tough. Yeah, and it's then already it, rocking. Yeah, and then the, then the water is just and it's hitting you, and I'm like, ooh, but this ain't sitting right. One with my stomach because I'm just out here. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna suck it up and do this. I get out there and I swim and and I get going and I, I look under and I'm like, oh, I see him, but I think I got too excited. And open my mouth, so then I had a mouthful of salt water. Uh, so, so I'm coming up for air, spitting it out. I'm just like, uh. I'll make you throw up. Yeah, so yeah. So I'm getting myself together. I was like, I gotta keep going. So I go back down and I got it. I, I'm going and I'm, I'm looking and I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'm seeing some pretty fish. But the more I swam out, the bigger the fish got. So you know what I did? I turned back around and got back on the boat. Uh, so I was like, you know what? This is enough. But I, but I enjoyed that. And like I said, we did several excursions. One of the other excursions that we did was we did the dune buggies. So, mm-hmm. like, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. But the one thing you you witness is, like, when you're going through, like, the towns and, and where you're going, like, you're driving on, like, main streets. Mm-hmm. So, it's like cars getting over in between the person in front of you, which yeah. is weird. But then also you're going through, like, near people's houses and you see, like, kids, like, five, six, and they're trying to sell you fruit. Oh, yeah. and, and they're, like, right up on the dune buggy. And I'm trying, one, I'm trying to focus because the dune buggy is not the most control savvy. So you're trying to control that without hitting the kid, yeah. you know, and you're trying to focus on staying. And then there's mud everywhere, so you're really just muddy and everything. But, um, like I said, those were great experiences. I can just say, like, being over there was just, it was a beautiful time. Like, the resort was nice. They had phone parties. They had, like, pool parties. They had a club. They had a casino. Um, I won money quick, and I lost money That's quick. That's how it goes. <laughs> That's um, how a casino is. Yeah, and, and this, this would be my last story we can get started. So, like, I go in, and my mom gives me a dollar. And she's like, hey, you can just play this. So, I'm playing a, dollar, a little. dollar slot machine. Yeah, so, I'm, so, like, I use that, and I'm playing a little the lever, and I pull yeah. that down. And somehow I went $15. I'm like, oh, shit. So yeah. I don't want $15 off of a dollar. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to cash out, and then I'm going to take five and still play these. Mm-hmm. And then I took the other 10, and I was going to play blackjack. Yeah. And I had never played blackjack. So I walk over. One of my other cousins was sitting there playing blackjack, and it was only $10 to play. So I took my 10, I put it down. Now, mind you, I'm sitting watching. This dude next to me. He had put $100 down. Oh, boy. So I'm like, all right. I'm putting 10. I don't care how much he put down. <laughs> yeah. So he puts his 100 down. I hadn't even put my chips down. I'm just looking because I'm just paying attention to them. He loses all his money. 
Yeah. So I sit down. I put my ten dollars down. I get my two tokens. Cool. He lo- He puts another hundred dollars down, and he loses his money before I lose my two tokens. Yep. So like, and I mean, this was like, I'm like, you go all in, and this is the thing. So for those that don't know how to play black, it's just it's twenty one. Yeah. So my thing is, is if you got nineteen, you stay. He should have stayed right. because he had me beat and he had my cousin beat. He actually get hit again. I guess he didn't know how to play. No, well, I don't know. He didn't know how to play. Like, or, or like he really was. I don't know if he was trying to count cards and really wasn't counting right yeah. or what, but. That was just, it was crazy. And then he just got up and just left like it was nothing. I was like, dude, I just saw you lose $200 in six minutes. Like, yeah. I I don't know how you do it. But, you know, maybe he had a set amount that he was going to go with. But oh. that's the bounce off that. That was the, the wild thing when I was out in Vegas for Nate's bachelor party. Yeah. Was just thinking about all the gambling that goes on almost 24-7 and how much people, like you said, you did a dollar, you lost 15, whatever it was. I mean, I think I was probably down. Like, I just stuck to the dollar tables, played a little bit of stuff, and just watched. And you could just watch people, like you said, put a hundred on a roulette table on black yeah. or whatever, and they loot. Like it just, and it's what to me, it's just so nonchalant of how mm-hmm. like the dealers just when they loot, they just grab that shit and just push it in the thing. Yeah. Like, and that makes it so messed up because yeah. like when they did it, I was like, oh, that's so foul. And they just, just act like it's another. Yeah, they were just like, and then they. I'm just yeah, like, then oh, they ready to play again. Because I, yeah. I saw people lose hundreds of dollars too, and they literally they scoop up a dollar lost and a hundred dollars lost the same way. Right. Yes, and there's no there's no emotion on their face. It's just like boop. It's just like onto. It's almost like a, a epitome of life, like life and death. It's like nope, we still got time is still ticking. We still got clock to hit. Right. Like, the, the the work day is still going. Let's keep and it's just like. <laughs> and that to me was the wild thing. Is just how it's just like easily like Jew. And we sat, I sat there with Cheeks one time watching roulette, and then he put, I think, 120 down, and he lost within 45 minutes because it's just, it just one of those things where it's like, well, that could be a new pair of sneakers. <coughs> or, But, you know, you're in Vegas, you're having fun, you do yeah, it. That's what as you're long as you do. budget it. And that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. As long as you budget yeah, it, yeah. you realize, okay, I'm going to have a little fun. But my thing always with some of those roulettes, the black, and even like poker, I just get bored. Mm-hmm. So I'm the one who'll go up, and I'd rather just put 100 on red one out of one million to get and Literally just be right. done with it instead of sitting yeah. there for 40 minutes because it feels like some of those things the longer you sit there you've got to put more money in to try to get, get the bigger money yeah. out where I would just rather just roll the dice and put it all on red or all on 26 or something yeah. you lose the 100 you lose it like that let's keep moving let's keep it yeah. moving and then yeah. but and that's the thing like I think more people the, the longer people sit there, that means probably how far down they are. Like they're like, okay, I'm trying to recover yeah. from what I'm trying to do, and yeah. I, and I understand when you when you talk about being bored. The only thing is, it's like I probably could have played blackjack longer if I had more money. Yeah. But I was like, okay, I only lost a dollar because yeah. my mom gave me a dollar because I wasn't even going in there to play. I was just going to look, mm-hmm. and she was like, here, use this dollar, and I was just like, all right, this dollar won't be fifteen dollars. I was like, I'm gonna just try some other shit I usually play. Yeah. And I'm gonna just keep pulling this lever. I was like, I'm gonna just sit at this table and see what other people talk about. So, yeah. Yeah. but like I said, it, it was it was fun. Um, I would say, like as far as as resorts are concerned, like if anybody, if you have any questions, I can tell you kind of like recommend certain resorts because when we went on those excursions, we went to different ones, and I just saw how they looked, and I was like, oh, these are nice, these are amazing. Like they they have a Nickelodeon one over there. Yeah. Beautiful. Now, granted, it's expensive, yeah. but like it's really nice. nice. So, like, and then also I saw the one where the people was getting ducked off at, and I was like, nope. I wouldn't stay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But exactly. But yeah. But that's my story, man. Nice, nice. 
Did you get any numbers? You get any lasers at a post podcast? <laughs> no, I, I, I can tell you, no, I didn't. But like I said, I think it was just like they're very. I mean, they're they're flirting and all this other kind of stuff. But like they, like the customer service is second to none. Mm-hmm. Like they sat and they'd have a conversation with you. Half of them couldn't really speak English. Um, but like I'd sit there and I'd be like, "Thank you," and they they hit you with the "It's a pleasure," and their accent is crazy. It's just like, "Whoa, I, I whoa, that's tough." <laughs> yeah. But um, like I said, it was it was so many. Like I said, the resort that we were at, like I, I met so many people from like North Carolina. Yeah. Like, I, I saw people. I met people from Raleigh. People from it was a couple people there that were from Charlotte. I met people from Richmond. So like it was so many people. They were like the same question was, "Oh, you decided to come?" And I was just like, "Yeah, like." I had this plan. I was going to come anyway. Yeah. But what's crazy is, is, and I learned, like I said, I learned a lot about just DR in general because 70% of their economy is tourism. Oh, yeah. So, like, they bank so much on it. And on my flight there, there were 40 empty seats. Wow. Really? Yeah. So, like, it wasn't necessarily American losing money because they already paid for that. Yeah. That's DR losing money because that's the tourism. That, and they got to make the money off the tips and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And, you know, like, how they live and stuff like that. It's, the money they prefer our money over their money, like legit. Cause like ten dollars is like I think it was like seven hundred and fifty pesos. Yeah, right. And that that's big there. And wait, were you there at the time when what or was that before when uh, Dave Ortiz got shot? It was after. It was. I mean, we were, I was there after he had gotten shot. After he got so, shot. So and which was crazy. So we get we had a tour of DR. So I asked the tour guy because he basically and I could tell like based off of like because he could speak a lot of English. Yeah. Well, I um, hope for a tour guy. Yeah, he's yeah. Rushed up. <laughs> yeah, so, so he, he was pretty good at it. So we asked him. I was just like, man, let me ask you just like, first of all, how far are we from where yeah. he got shot? And secondly, like, how has DR, like, responded to it? So where I was in Punta Cana, it's like an hour and a half from oh, okay. where he, where it happened to him. Okay. But, like, a lot of people were shook. And then, like, it was kind of one of those things where he said, well, uh, apparently... The story is that he was sleeping with a drug dealer's girlfriend. Uh-huh. So the drug, like I said, this is just a legend. I don't yeah. know if it's true, right. but if it's coming from them, I got a feeling that it is. Yeah. So what happened was he ordered the hit on him and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, I mean, like they talk about how much he's done yeah, for no. the Dominican Republic. Like how much money he's given. He's a legend here. He's a legend there too. He's a legend. So it, it's it's crazy. And then just to see, you know how in the United States you go. Two, three miles, you'll see a basketball court or you'll see a football field. You don't see either one of those. You only see baseball. Oh, yeah, baseball, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all baseball. It's all baseball. I mean, you see, I saw baseball games. I saw so much kind of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, is this now going to be a July 4th family tradition that y'all go to DR every time? No, or no. no. And, and I would I would go back. Yeah. Um, Because I had a great time. And yeah. there's other things that I wanted to do that I wasn't able to yeah. do. Um. But no, I think we'll still have like a family tradition, but I know it won't be July 4th. So yeah. I'll be here. Okay. And like I said, I, I miss this, but like as I was sitting like July 4th, I was like, gosh, Jacob's probably cutting loose, but I was. Oh, we was cutting well, loose. But I was, I was cutting oh, loose yeah. too. I was yeah. like, so, but yeah. No, no worries. That was good. Well, like I said, glad, glad you made it back. Yeah. You got no dysentery or no. No, no. And like stuff. I said, I brought you a. Yeah, it seems to be you got one from Paris. We got one from the DR now. So we collected our little shot glasses from Duval. Um, all right, so let's get into All or Nothing. I know a lot of people have already talked about it on all numerous other podcasts, but I feel like we got to at least – it's the summer months. 
No football is about back. Training camp Panthers report tomorrow. Teams are all reporting already. We've got to think the Hall of Fame game this Sunday. So from this Sunday all the way until this Sunday, yeah, from this Sunday all the way until February, the Super Bowl, we will have NFL football on our TVs. At least something here or there. Then college football kicks up. So to me, I started off again when they announced it. I was glad it was interesting to see. Yes, we knew the outcome was the, the sucky-ass season that happened at the end. But for 20-something years, 28, 29 years, this team's been around, this franchise, we never have seen – it was always so secretive. You know, mm-hmm. like it's almost like they were keeping, yeah. keeping nuclear codes there. <laughs> That's what I think is so funny about most sports franchises, specifically some of the NFL. I know they make billions of dollars, but it's like, guys, it's, we're just playing football here. Yeah. It's okay to be – let the cameras behind the scenes. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're not – it's not war kind of thing. But so finally to see that and cranking that up, and then finally, we, like I said, as Panther fans, at least us, we, we like Cam. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there. They sh- Now after this, I think if you really don't like Cam, you're showing your cards that you are racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody <laughs> tweeted it on, on Twitter. I don't know who it was. But, yeah, that's what they exactly Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing right. is all the things you can say. Like, he sat down there when Devin Funches was going through this tough time. I know, Kevin, you've watched up to episode like seven, seven yeah. you're about it. About around the same time, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you, you see him when DJ Moore fumbled, when, other mm-hmm. play, when, yeah. when Dante Jackson had some issues. He goes up, and he's, he is that leader, and he does it different ways. So, again, I really think if – if you don't like them, it's just because you just that's your, your car. You're playing your card. You're showing your cards. There's no other thing to, to say. Oh, he he can't do this, that, and the third. Well, I mean, again, not every player is going to be great every single game and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So that was cool to see. And to me, as we started off the podcast with Beyonce, "Sweet Dream, Beautiful Nightmare," mm-hmm. I thought me coming from a film background and going up and all that stuff, it was a great first song to start it off because it literally. Describe the whole season, mm-hmm. you, you know, and, it's, and especially how it started. It was a sweet dream as it started, six and two, you know, yeah. two games that were clunkers. That they still, we still were like, oh, we were in it. We had, you know, the Washington game we lost came down the wire. The Falcons game came down like we had a couple plays we could have had it, and then we, especially after the Philadelphia the comeback, it's like all oh, great, and then we had the clunker on national teams. Like okay, you know, that happens. Ian Rivera said shit happens. It's okay, and then the tumble starts going down. And the beautiful nightmare came about right. it because it's one of those things where you're still going to sit there, as we always say, it's your team. You watch them regardless. They won at 15. You just keep coming back because that's, that's the team you cheer for. And I thought, to me, I, cinematically-wise, film nerd in me, I was like, I mean, for Cam, and I know Cam just played that song. It was a throwback Thursday. Yeah. And he was playing the music. But for them to choose that was poetic in my, in my yeah. thought process of how it went down because of how that started and how the whole season panned out. But that's my initial thoughts. Um, I, I, I'm going to kind of second that. And I know we've talked about it. Just like coming from a small market, um, coming from a Panthers organization, they, like you said, they don't say too much. They don't do too much. We couldn't get hard knocks. We couldn't get anything. Well, they didn't want it yet. Well, yeah, yeah, they, Richardson they, 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 always pushed it on yeah. Which we now know why, because he was creepy and behind the scenes. Yeah. He didn't want the cameras in there. That's probably why a lot of these old white people don't want cameras, because they're probably doing creepy <laughs> shit and racist shit behind the scenes. They don't want to get caught. That's probably why. But, yeah, like, I, I'm of the mindset that I'm just glad to see someone other than the Patriots or yeah. any other large team or good team 
get the exposure that we've got. Like, we yeah. haven't gotten it. Like, other yeah. than that 15-1 season, then that Super Bowl season we had, what was that, 05 or 03, whatever that was? 03. 03. Like, we haven't we haven't had that. Yeah. So, because of that, and for us to be able to just, just be on that stage and just look, I mean, I, I've loved it. Yeah. And, and I mean, I've to, to be able to kind of, it gives you a totally different view of the locker room, of all those different things. Yeah. Now, all of us have been in sports locker rooms, so we yeah. kind of understood it to some degree. But to, then to see it on professional level, you're like, shit, they're no different yeah. than we were yeah. in high school or yeah. middle school or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. They're joking. They're talking junk. They they're just doing a lot of money. That, that's the only difference. <laughs> because yeah. if you take the money away, they're still just yeah. just the same people. The so childhood's uh, a kid's game. Yeah. Yeah, so. like you don't hear them cursing a whole lot in yeah. like interviews and stuff, but you hear yeah. them. And just shooting shit. Play. Exactly. Yeah, and, and that's like to, to see certain players in different ways is funny to me. Like to see Luke mm-hmm. when yeah. he's out there on the field and something happens and he's like, fuck that. Yeah. You know, sorry for the cursing. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, like for him to see that and um, to see Ron Rivera be so engaging and, and, and some of his energy towards the players right. is something that you, you won't necessarily see because on the sidelines, you just see him just. And that was, I think, someone came up to to me at work today and brought that up. It was like it, it changed their whole perspective on Rivera. And we always talk about how he is kind of very calm on the sideline. Yeah. We get frustrated with it. And it was interesting during that Pittsburgh Steelers game how he ripped into him at halftime. Okay. You saw all kinds of ebbs and flows with him. Yes. I, you saw the spot where, I don't know if you got to the part where Devin Futches got into it with Scott Turner yep. in a practice. Mm-hmm. And then you see him sit down with the player. And he's like, yo, man, just because Funches is a uh, – oh, yeah, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it. But Funches is like cousin gets shot and right. murdered. Right. And so he's like, sorry I was dealing with that. And Rivera's just like – you can see him consoling him and be like, look, man, you got to let us know about these things. Like, yeah. we'll help you out and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And then you see him rip into him, but you also just see him – you can see why the players like him. Because yeah. he relates to him because he did play in the league, though it was 30-some years ago, 40-some years ago. Won a Super Bowl. Won a Super Bowl. But it's also, you know, as a player, you got to go, okay, well, he somewhat knows where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. But it's also like he – it was a different side because he always is kind of calm on the sidelines. Now, yes, I wish the, – the main issue I always had with him is in player development mm-hmm. and who he subs in and out stuff. I didn't really <laughs> touch on that. But, you know, it was cool seeing the Greg Olson story up and down. I mean, like I said – we knew third leg has some personality because yeah. you don't come out with a rap like that. Yeah, yeah, you're not, yeah. Even if, when you're 33 years old, you still have that same personality. You just know not to rap about your third leg anymore. <laughs> you got a wife and three kids. So that's true. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think it was like you said. It was very cool to finally see them out, like not their own, you know, media department putting something together. Yeah, an outside source doing it and focusing on things. Was, Kevin, it, was it NFL films? Yeah, I mean, it's always yeah. going to be NFL films. Mm-hmm. They have NFL owns all that, right? So they're going to have a piece. <coughs> they of do, but they don't do Hard Knocks, do they? Yes, yeah, they, they do. do. Yes, mm-hmm. even, even though even though Hard Knocks is shown on HBO. Well, yeah, but that's the right. thing; it's different contracts. Sure. It's still, oh, okay. yeah. NFL films. Yeah, yeah, yeah HBO's, it's HBO's paying NFL to get in the access. They're getting like it's yeah, it's still NFL. Anything that's shot like that, even when a team does their own stuff, it's still property of NFL films. They I own all you. that stuff that you do. Uh, but yeah, Kevin, as you had the Browns were in hard knocks last last offseason. Mm-hmm. As a person not a fan of the Panthers through and through, what was your kind of perspective was, on it? Uh, I turned it on because you told me to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I had heard that it was on, yeah. I, I just didn't check it out. But man, it was really really cool. Um, yeah, it was crazy. Like two episodes in, just all the storylines that were built, yeah. and it wasn't even two games into the season. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. had, I mean, you could have you could have shot. 30 episodes of that yeah. and still 
been halfway through the season with all the storylines that were going on. Uh, I took some notes yeah. <laughs> while I was watching it, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Greg Olson's awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. One of my favorite parts was the very beginning. He was trying to explain Hamilton to players. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, they're all black. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and mixed race, yeah. but it's about white people. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, there was a part where Julius Peppers tackled Saquon Barkley. Oh, yeah. And he was he was arguing to the referee. He's like, "Oh, I grabbed his shirt. I didn't grab his face mask." And then after they called it, he grabbed his shirt. He's like, "I grabbed his face, face mask." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the gamesmanship that we've all been part of. That's like this stuff that we, you know, everybody jokes about. You don't think the players are doing that? But yeah. Well, it's just when we all make everybody made fun of that one commercial that came out about teamwork. No coach, it was off my list. Yeah. yeah. And that's the same things like when you're in the heat of the game, small things like that. Like you're not gonna know you're gonna fight for your. And then when he immediately turns to Luke Keekley and he's like, "No, nah, I got his face back." Luke Keekley's like, "Fuck that!" Like, yeah. that's, not good. like that's, that's a part of the game. Like that's gamesmanship. That's what if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Like kind of thing. But I thought to me, and this will kind of tease on to like a little bit of the last chance. You to me, video and footage of losing is more interesting. Of how yeah. you deal with it, because when you're winning, everybody gets along, right? Yeah. Everybody's had you dust things under the rug. You would say, "We'll worry about that later on." Excuse me. But yeah. when you're losing, is when you really start to see the character of somebody, mm-hmm. how they handle pressure, how they handle scenarios. If they get upset, if they, you know, that to me was more interesting. It sucked that we had to, as fans, and I'm sure players playing had to go through that season. But I was interested in just seeing it because that to me would show you how you are as a player and as a person because. Mm-hmm. You know, adversity is the, is the greatest teacher of like, yes. okay, are you going to fold and buckle up or are you at least going to keep showing out and doing your job and not just fold it in mm-hmm. and keep going? So I thought that was very well portrayed, even though, like, I know you were hoping to see a little bit of behind the scenes of the Browns. Yeah, by the time by the time they got to that part. They put, like, three or four games yeah. in one mosh podge of all <laughs> losses. Yeah. 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 And then they got to, like, that final one. And even – I think they did the Saints game on Monday night was the last one they really dove in deep to, and that was really, really greatly edited on that on that part. And then, like I said, I I thought out of that episode just how it all went up and down. But at the very end, you see Tepper talking with Marty Herney, and he's like, "God, he's like, Cam can't throw the ball. Right. He's like, we have to do something. He's like, everybody in that locker room knows he can't do it. And after that game, basically the playoff was out of the picture." was when they made the decision. But it was just wild seeing the owner. And you know, you don't want your owner to be involved in all the personnel moves, but he's stating the obvious that everybody in the nation basically knew yeah. like, Cam's arm shot. Yeah. You don't need to play these last two games. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's you can't keep lying to the fans and put out a product of a product that's broken. Mm-hmm. You know, let's do what's best for Cam. And, and that was kind of cool to see. And then they didn't even show the last uh, Saints game. They kind of just they did another little montage mm-hmm. of like, okay, you know, whatever. But they jumped right into the draft and they showed Brian Burns and they showed Tepper like on an ATV in the new spot where they they bought all that land right, for the yeah. facility. But I also thought it was interesting. Tepper sitting down with uh, Herney and Rivera and it's like we got to we got to bluster up both the lines, the offense and defense. We got to protect the quarterback. We got to get the quarterback. So I think it was pretty cool to see those behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not nuclear warfare. They're just saying things that we all think, but it's cool to actually see that they're thinking the same it's, things we yeah, are. Like yeah. you don't just think they're idiots, you know yeah. what I mean? So, so, so I, I have a uh, like an editing question for yeah. you. So how, and you may know or you may not know, how did they put that stuff into the locker room and they didn't know or did they? Know? Oh, they knew. They, they knew. knew. Oh yeah, they had to. I mean, legality wise. Yeah. 
they'd have to tell them because they're going into work HIPAA and all that stuff. Right. right okay. They have to legally probably tell them. Now, yes, for us not to really find out until like three months ago mm-hmm. that it was coming, they must have been, been a total hush order. Like you can't let's try not to say anything and let it out. Because but the other thing is you can probably hide it pretty well because you just be like, oh, it's just NFL films cameras. Right. They're just here because they're always doing stuff because Oh, you know, okay. You so, know what I mean? Okay, I didn't so what that. they would probably do is they would just probably stick whatever type of camera, a GoPro or something up in the corner in the meeting rooms, they'd have cameras set up that probably are always either someone's manning them or they're just always on and they're feeding back to whatever source it is and someone picks it up or it's going back to wherever it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, it does make you question. Some players are going to go out of their way to try to get on camera and say whatever. Yeah. Like the same thing with the Browns when they were on Hard Knocks. A lot of players didn't like Hugh Jackson. Yeah. Partially because of that reason. He was... Not acting like Hugh Jackson, but when yeah. the camera was on him, he was going out of his way to be different. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So, it, so you do have to take that with a grain of salt. Of they knew that camera was on him, but I mean, you also now in the NFL, I feel like the camera. You know, Mike. To me, mics are always hot. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the way the business side of it now with everybody having a phone, with everybody having a phone that's basically a camera, a recording device, everything you can think of. You gotta always be thinking. If I say this, that is somebody rolling. Is somebody even got a re- just an audio recorder right, on their right, phone? Yeah. You know all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's how they did it. The thing is, I think they had like over thirty thousand hours of footage. Because think about Damn. it. Yeah. yeah, and they put it. Like the kids said, they put it down at like eight eight episodes, nine episodes at like forty five minutes right. to an hour a piece. I mean, that's a lot of stuff to go through and to pick that out. I mean, figure out what what's necessary, what's needed, what's not yeah. needed. And, I yeah. think they went a little hard on Dante Jackson. And the Steelers, have you gotten to the Steelers? Yeah, I, saw, I, saw, I, saw I that, did yeah. read that Dante Jackson came out and said he did not like his portrayal well, in the show. And, and to me, going, it seems like they had to find a story. They, the story yeah. was, okay, a rookie corner who's had some success. He had four picks up to that game, mm-hmm. uh, up to that part of the season. And second-round pick. Mm-hmm. And, then you know, you're going to cover Antonio Brown. He's obviously one of the top, arguably the top receiver in the league. You know, so they had to make some kind of story of it. So it's not, because the other everybody else on defense is – I mean, Brad Bear is pretty boring. They already did the Luke Keekley thing, but he's not going to be matching up against the number one receiver. And, you know, this, the other safeties, they did the Eric Reed thing early on, but he seemed to kind of keep to himself on yeah. the field and just trying to acclimate within the team. And I just looked at it like he's a 21-year-old. If everybody kept coming up to you saying the same thing, eventually you just, as a 21, you're like, shut the fuck up. Like, stop bothering me. Like, yeah. I'm good. I get it. If I and if Captain Munderland was coming up to me, I'd tell him to shut the fuck up, too, because he sucked ass all that season. <laughs> so, if, again, that's the one thing that bothers me is when somebody who I know I'm better than that is trying to tell me things, what I should and shouldn't do, it's like, you look in the mirror and do these things because you are terrible. And you're getting burnt yes. bad. Like, you don't talk to yeah. And that's what I'm saying is, right. in that Pittsburgh game, they could have focused on the whole defense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because there was that one play where we only rushed two players and dropped not, like, but they the had first to play the game yeah, on it, was, it was all bad. But right. they had to let's to make a better story, you get a hone in on one person, a rookie, second round pick. He did get burnt a lot in that game, but it's to be expected. And, you know, yeah. that, that makes a better story than focusing on eleven players or a coach. I mean because yeah. then later on they focus on Rivera kind of taking over and Washington having to kind of adjust his duties mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But uh yeah, I think he got painted a bad light, but I just also think they were just trying to Hollywood it up, and they got to make a villain out of it or a bad guy. So. And, and, I, and I think that's—I think they kind of tried to smooth it by having the story with his his daughter and his yeah. girlfriend, and then also 
before the game, they talked about how much success he was having yeah. beforehand, and then they had the media portion where they're talking about how good he had been playing yeah. and all that. So it was like, okay, so we're gonna set you up, yeah, for the kid. gonna fail, and then that's what it was. Yeah, but I, you look at it; it's, it's also because he's a he's a yappy guy. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's got the the attitude. That's his personality, as opposed to James Bradbury. Even if he got smoked, he wouldn't go – like, he just a quiet – like, that's why – you're going to go out there gravitate towards guys because they're good on the camera. Yeah. You don't want the – like, Luke Kuechly got some run because he's one of the best, but it wasn't as much as a Cam would have got because Luke Kuechly's not performing for the camera as much. Yeah, so as right. Cam is in yeah, yeah, and, you know, so that, that's kind of – like I said, you got to make the story to it. So, yeah, no, I mean, I think he got a bad rap, but other than that, I mean, it just – it was cool to see, yeah. you know. And, and I and I mean, <laughs> would, would I preferred it to be in a different season, of course. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, <clears throat> like I said, it, it's one of those things where I I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I don't think we may never be on Hard Knocks. We may never be mm-hmm. on another All or Nothing. We may never see this again. Just like we may never have another 50, 15 in one season. Yeah. You know, so for us to at least in this lifetime to look back and say, you know what, they did a whole segment on the Panthers. Now, yeah. granted, we didn't have the best season. But if you can watch the first five episodes, you'll love it. But after that, maybe downhill. But but I love all the behind-the-scenes stuff anyway. So yeah. Like of it. But I also think if you're talking about David Tepper and him trying to build a bigger brand, this is how you make Dude, yourself. Yeah. He seemed like a really cool guy. I mean, of course, it's going to portray him in a good light. But yeah. everything that they showed, I was impressed. He seemed yeah. like a really cool guy. But can we talk about how Steve Smith was so disrespectful? That was pretty funny. That was, I mean... Him just sitting there reaming into him like that, you know, should I start him? Should I should I not over who John Brown. John Brown, yeah. who's had his moments but pretty much washed up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that was, that was classic Steve Smith. That was one of the, you got that footage, you're like, all right, we have to put this in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Um But I mean, like you said, go back to the temper thing. You look at, you know, if you want to get to somewhere where you're making the billions like you are, like let's say the Cowboys, even the Cowboys haven't won anything since what, ninety six? They were on Hard Knocks two or three times. They've done this behind-the-scenes stuff. This is how, like I said, that's how you build a brand where you've got a show now that anybody in the world can go to Amazon Prime mm-hmm. and check it out, and that's how you build a bigger brand. Yeah, does it equate to winning or losing? It's to be found out. You know what I mean? And it depends on if, if you're winning in your pocket, is it, you know, are yeah. you really losing? And yeah. now, granted, would you, of course, like to put more wins in, in, in the season? Yes, but... Like I said, if if anything, it's one that's going to put the Panthers in a bigger light. Yeah. Because every game, they, I mean, every, during the season, they'll talk about, oh, they had such a difficult season. I know you all were able to see the all or nothing yeah. and how difficult, you know. So, you know, something like that can, I mean, you got to think about it. So many people that probably don't even get Panthers games. Yeah. But they have, and they, they're Amazon. I'm like, oh, well, let's see what the Panthers yeah. are. You know, and they're able to look at this. People that weren't even Cam fans are probably Cam fans. Now. Yeah. So yeah, He's a polarizing Figure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think it would have been an, almost an injustice to Cam, the Cam era to not have something like this. You know what I mean? Like, because you'll look back at it in another 10, 15 years when he's done, and you'll go, oh, it was cool to have. Like, And that's why he, I yeah. think, he's also started documenting his own stuff behind the scenes. He hired, he's made his own production company mm-hmm. because it's one of those things where, again, if you're trying to, him, he's look, you know, he's probably thinking also once he's done with football, 
he what's his next move? Is he got mm-hmm. a brand, an entertainment business? This is something to do with that mm-hmm. and to build your image to get out there. I mean, Michael Jordan had the Haynes commercial, also helped him win six championships. Yeah. But <laughs> you've got Lebr- LeBron's doing it, going to LA, yeah, right. Space Jam too. You want you want other avenues? The football money on on playing football money is going to be gone soon. Yeah. Now you got to figure out other avenues to get the post football money coming in, and you know this entertainment st- type of stuff. Is the next step. Yeah, it's like he's got his cigar place. You yeah. know, and he started. He tried. He did the clothing line yep. for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm, he may go back in the clothing lines. He yeah. may go back into it or do whatever. But this, this will be a good thing. It'd be a great yeah. avenue for them to see this. And like I said, the pieces they had on him to see behind the scenes of how he is and all the wardrobe. Seen his wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just like, dude, this is ridiculous. I, I, I never thought it was twice. Cool. And, yeah. You know, so. I should just, just realize how big he is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. I, you know, you, you see, you know, six, six, five, two fifty, or two forty, whatever, whatever diet thing he's on. <laughs> and they did that one cut of just him running and just being like, imagine if you're on the field trying to tackle that. Mm-hmm. I mean, just imagine even him in high school at six five, two twenty, or two thirty, yeah. and as a quarterback, and you know. And then even, like, he went to junior college and played like that. Yeah. And then even at Auburn, when he took basically a team that was butt cheeks all the way and won a yeah, national like, championship. I mean, it it just shows what a physical specimen and, like, something a once-in-a-generation type of player in the NFL is. And, it's, again, I think it's just a great avenue to see something like this because you'll look back on it and be like, wow, we got to witness that era of football mm-hmm. because yep. – Mm-hmm. You know, you just don't see athletes and players like that. Yeah, okay, Tom Brady's won a shit ton of Super Bowls, but he hasn't done the things on the field necessarily that would go, wow, that make you go, wow. Like, yeah, he's got some throws, but it's yeah. just that era. He's that pocket passer, boom, 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 boom kind of thing. So You're right. And you just get, I mean, that's just, everybody's tired of them winning. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Even Boston fans are tired of winning. They were they didn't even care about the Stanley Cup anymore when they lost. So. Yeah, it is what it is. They've yeah. got enough. Yeah. Well, I mean the Celtics haven't really won in a while, but still, like, uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the, they've got plenty of titles. Yeah. I don't, they've got kids who have seen what like twelve parades parades and like fifteen years old. No, they've got. Yeah, they yeah. don't need any more. For the rest of my life, if no Boston team ever won again, I'd be okay. So when the Red Sox went forever without winning a title, I didn't feel bad for them because no. they had they had the Celtics and the, yeah. the, the, the yeah. Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. It's yep. like, yeah, it's cool that they won, but come on, guys. yeah, yeah. And now the Hornets are so far away. Jesus, so far, so, so far, far away. So all we really got as a Charlotte sports fan is like the at least the Panthers. You're like, okay, they should be competitive. We got Cam. Yeah, yeah that's the Hurricanes. You got a winnable division. Yeah. Yeah, but the Hurricanes aren't here in yeah, this right. spot. And they have won one already, be it 13 years ago. But, yeah, you know. It's, it's, it's tough. And, and, I mean, since we were talking about Boston, all I could do, anytime I see Kim Ben is Celtic shit. Like, I'm like, wake me it's up tough. tomorrow. Like, I'm like, yeah. no, this isn't, this isn't real. Yeah, because you, right. wait, were you in the DR when you finally oh, made the decision? I did. I did. And I was in the DR when uh, Paul George was traded. Yeah. And, like, that was so crazy. I was like, so, damn, you were in the DR. For yeah, the so what, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yep, like so like the thing was so like I got like the alerts when I had Wi-Fi, but it was just crazy. I was just like, wow, this is all happening, Kimber. Well we talked about we talked about how they were in a tough spot. The Hornets were. It's you know it, it, it do they over and I know they lowballed them, but it's one of those things where even if they would have paid him the five years two hundred and twenty one million 
What's that going to do? It's, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be the same. It was gonna, it was going to be the same team that yeah. it was on. They wouldn't have been able to add it. Jeremy Lamb was still left probably. Yeah. Even yeah. if he resigns, they're stuck in cap hell. Yeah. And yes, okay, MKG is going to come off the books in a year Batum, and in a year, but still. but still, but then Kimba's going to be thirty thirty one. Of course, I hope he has a you know finishes off a strong career with Boston. But I don't want to it, wish any ill will to him, but again. A player that small, he's thirty years old. Right. Let's be realistic. As a pro- how much longer does he have an elite? That's ability? the thing that has gone against him. Yes, he played four years in college. Yes. So I mean, he's thirty. He's right. thirty years he's, old, and, and he's an old, but it's not. It's not young. It's not twenty seven. Yeah. It's not twenty seven. And he played a lot of minutes here in Charlotte and didn't miss a lot of time. So it's not like he's a a spry thirty where he was a reserve guard. Yep. He came as a fifth or sixth man. So again, that's where they were stuck. Where they mm-hmm. overpaid for this. And yes, now okay, Terra's year. Who knows what that's going to be? They had to pay for some kind of point guard. You get, you know. And again, this is just the year. Of, is Monk going to be able to be good? Is Bridges going to be good? We know Cody Zeller's ass cheeks. I mean, it's you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> hey, at least we got rid of Frank. Frank, well, yeah. yeah. Still, it, it, was, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah so. We should have never drafted him. Yeah, right? but we should have never drafted him. You know, we should have never paid Cody <coughs> Zeller, paid MKG. We should have let all of them walk. Yeah, all of them yeah. walk. I, I was okay with the Batum at the time because there wasn't nobody else. I get that. Mm-hmm. I just hate that he is down, like, he's played so significantly less than what his money's Stinks. worth. Somebody else would have paid him. Yeah, exactly. and that's the thing. Yeah, 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 it just sucks at the Hornets. But they were, trying the to, they were trying to grasp that last little playoff hole. Like, oh, everybody got hurt, but we could pay Batum, and then we could pay Marvin. And that's the thing is they sh- probably should have let Marvin walk at the time and, you know, yeah. but. And see, that's the thing. Like, like back to Kemba, um, he is 30. So, let's say he has two of the next five years good. Yeah. And, and he still averages. But our team in the next two years wasn't going to be anything that exactly. equates so, to. So, he could average 25. He'd be the seven. same thing we just had this last season. Exactly. Yeah. And then, then he'd be sit- we'd be sitting on a Chris Paul type contract. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Like, exactly. Where it's like you can't move it. There's yeah. nothing you can do about it. Yep. You just got to eat it. Yep. And nobody's going to trade for it because yep. Chris Paul's going to be able to throw him season because Miami doesn't want to yep. pay him that because much. Because to get that contract, you have to give like three or first round picks just mm-hmm. to get rid of it, and why would you do that when you're gonna stink anyway? You're right, stuck exactly. in purgatory. Yeah, yeah. You can't improve the roster. Yep. You're yep. not gonna be bad enough to get a yep. high draft pick. Yep. And then you don't know how his body's gonna be because he could yes. be diminishing like Chris Paul. Yeah. He's one hamstring or one anything yep. away yep. from yep. being, you know. And it, and you know, and like you said, you look at the Celtics roster. He doesn't have to be the man every single night like he had to be here. He's got some young core. Right? Yeah. If we had drafted the way the Celtics have drafted, he probably would have stayed. But we haven't drafted because of the Kaminsky's, the Zellers, the Monks, still TBD, Bridges. I'm not going to throw him in that pile yet because he's still only a second year. Uh, If we had drafted a little bit better, maybe he stayed. If we take Donovan Mitchell instead of Ahmad Monk, maybe he stays because we make the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just scenarios. I don't know if if you ever saw that Reddit form of everybody who – they went down like the Hornets. Yeah, so, terrible thing. Yeah. And it's like holy moly. I mean, so you know, we'll see. I I, I hope they they're better than the the roster states right now. I just hope they hope they got like young guys. Just play the young guys. Ball. Yeah, I mean, that's it. That's all. That's they what I would do. Finally, play, play the young guys. But finally, they've got to get to that point where it's play the young guys. Because and I, I, I think it's, I think they're at that point. They are. They don't have a choice. Right? I mean, you figure you can bring Batum off the bench. Now, nah, I, mean, I would play the young guys and 
See what Here's the thing with the Batoon thing is it's going to be up to Batoon or a Mod Monk. If a Mod Monk actually shows up and looks like he wants to play and he's not mad and he doesn't automatically start, maybe you do bring Batoon off the bench. But the thing is, is like they gave him a chance. To me, if you're a Mod Monk, why didn't you go play Summer League? Okay, Why, why did he choose not be- to? Because as your third-year player, you have the option if they can win and play. Right. Yeah, but to me, if you're a mod monk, what the hell have you done to say I can jump summer league? Yeah. Okay, maybe it's a prideful thing. I don't want to be playing. Like, who gives a fuck? You're getting paid professionally to play basketball. Show right. the fuck up. They only make you play two games, and then they bench you because they don't want you to get hurt. Yeah. And and be done and, and show the team you're fucking committed. Yeah. Like that's what bugs me. It's just like, what the fuck have you done? Like. To not to be bigger than a, a yeah. summer league, yep. yeah, and like then, that's what pisses me off. It's like, what the fuck have you done? And what and what you can argue, which is crazy, is Bacon has had a better career than Malik Monk has. Yeah, and like, and that's not an indictment on on Bacon because he's done what he's supposed to do. Yeah, but like I'm I'm intrigued to see how he does this year more so than Malik Monk because I feel yeah. like Malik Monk is just. He, and he, I always remember that. Okay, they are. Monk Monk is like twenty twenty one, so I get yeah. this thing. But it's just like, is he going to look back when he's twenty five and, and like as we all do, and realize the opportunity he had? He pissed it away. Mm-hmm. He's, he's yeah, playing yeah. in the D League or G League, or he's playing in Europe. When it's just like, this is the time. Like, like to me in my mind, and I guess we're twenty nine, thirty, twenty seven, whatever. Yeah. Like in our minds, it's like. You got an opportunity to play professional basketball. One in what, maybe 200, 300 people in the United States could do that. I don't, yeah, yeah. don't count my math on that, whatever. But, like, if they tell me to go fucking Summer League, I'm going to Summer League. Yeah, like, you go to Summer League. If I have the option, because I'm trying to get I'm trying to show, prove to the coach, yeah. hey, I want to play. I want to get better. Now, do you know for a fact that they ask him to? Yes. Okay. Cup Man, check that's came out. After, that's a problem then. Yeah. After the, it was either before Kimba left or after Kimba left. Mm hmm. Cupcheck did an interview and basically was like, you know, uh, we'd like him to come down to Summer League. We've told him he can come. He hasn't responded to us yet. And then basically a couple weeks later it was Summer League and he wasn't on the roster. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, he just, you know, whatever he did. And I don't know. So, again, maybe he'll come out and average 25. And then we'll all be sitting here eating our words. And I hope that happens because that means we're doing all right. I mean, I don't see it happening because he's – I, I feel like he got a lack of commitment. Yeah, but then I, but then it's also the funny thing. You just gotta laugh at the Hornets thing. Their first round pick hurts his foot, and then he he misses the like. It's just one of those things where it's like, oh, like you know, you at least okay. We got PJ Washington, whatever. He could be good. He could be bad. It's like all right, at least maybe we can see him play. So, uh, oh, now we don't even get to see him play until probably fucking October, November. Both that I'm in the Cavaliers, three first round picks, only one of them played in summer league. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it was like minor injuries or they yeah. just didn't play. I'm just yeah. like, okay, I'm not really excited, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, all right, y'all didn't get into Last Chance You yet. Get into no. that. Uh, I'll say this one little thought. It's Again, as we touched on it, it's interesting because the other three seasons of Last Chance You, they all won. At some point, this one is all losing, so it's pretty sad. So it's is wild. it the same college? It's the Indiana, the one in Indi- um, in Kansas, oh, Independence okay. or whatever. Um, and you see, really, the JUCO might like they turn from when they've lost a couple to where now there's no more national championship sites. It's now about getting my tape, not getting hurt, and then getting my offer. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So you really see the team mindset get thrown out the window because it's like, look. 
I got to get mine. Yeah, that, that, yeah. And I understand that because we all trying to get the fuck up out of this mm-hmm. JUCO and go to a four-year school, school and yeah. get my education paid for. And just seeing the different nuances through JUCO and all that and the struggle. And for a football junkie and stuff like you, you get on that because it's a good you know barometer up into the season and seeing different plays. And it's always cool. Like one of them, Ronald Ollie's actually – uh, the Raiders signed in as undrafted yeah. free agent, so it's cool to see possibly some of these kids get out and make something of themselves. So, wow. get that on Netflix. Go watch it. She's Jerry and I watched it with me because I told her it was. She's like, "Who know why you want me to watch this with us?" Because I need somebody to talk to about it. Yeah. Cheeks was out of town last weekend somewhere, so I couldn't text him about it. So then I was watching it with her, and she's like, "I said it's just wild." And the coach, if you don't know about his scenario, he got let go because he called one of his he said to a German-born player, uh, I'm your Hitler now? And, and the player took that text message to the local news, and then he got fired. So it's really interesting to watch him in the beginning episodes basically cuss these players out and be like, nothing can get me fired. And then he gets fired. And as I, I always say this to everybody, everybody's replaceable. It doesn't matter yeah. what job you do. Right. I even say to Jerry sometimes, she goes, they won't get rid of me as a teacher in North Carolina. I say, hey, they may not, but I don't like that mindset. No, I no. want the mindset of I can always get fired. And you I always, always, mm-hmm. always, always, that's why. They don't I'm always gonna, need you. They can find somebody. That somebody can there's always with. somebody looking to get them bills paid. Yes, yes. And so to see that and then for him to say that, and it's just interesting to see a couple scenarios where the kid actually took the text messages to the school and the school brushed them off. So then he went and like took them to the local news. And then that's how it made that. Like there are multiple scenarios where it could have all been avoided. Now the coach shouldn't have said those things, but it was funny. They interviewed some of the players, like some of the players that are from the hood from, the, and they were like, I don't give a fuck. Like he said worse things like that to me, but it's just funny. Those are the players that didn't get him in trouble because they just trying to get the fuck out. Yeah, they don't yeah. care. And they're used to getting talked down to and yeah. said called different names. That's just how they grew up. But it was the one German kid, foreign exchange student, that came over trying to make better of himself was the one who ended up screwing the guy over because, yeah. you know, it's just... So, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, get in, get in on the, the last chance you, man. I, I liked it a lot. It was good stuff. And, and I mean, the last uh, the last couple of seasons, like, have been really good. Mm-hmm. And for the, for me to see that another season that came out, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And now, even though you, you didn't necessarily spoil it, but the fact that you said there's going to be some losing in yeah. it, it's going to be even more like exciting. Say, because that, to me, is more interesting to see how people deal with losing than winning. Because winning, everybody's happy. It doesn't matter. Everybody's happy. Nothing is wrong. We keep going. When you start losing, that's when you really see the storylines because that's when people start breaking off and figuring stuff out. So, yeah. And you just see some of the teachers that you say, damn, they're, like, teaching at a junior college in the middle of bumfuck Kansas. Like, <laughs> more power to them. Trying to help these kids out better themselves. You know yeah. what I mean? So, and get some scholarships. So, wow. yeah. Kevin, you want to grab the notebook for us? <laughs> We say the sponsors. Jeed with a quick trigger eating that ass. Yeah. Warehouse Distillery Escape 109. Kevin's going to go through and find a question. While he's doing that, I will say I have, I think everybody in here except for Kevin has signed up for the Pick'em League, re signed up. I checked that the, is up. I checked the email. I didn't see you it. You didn't see one? No. Oh, maybe I typed in the wrong email address. I'll send it to you again. That is on Yahoo. The ID is 1926. The password is Beards, capital B in Beards. I think on Twitter I actually sent up. I thought it was a lowercase B, capital B and Beards. You got a couple. You got until I think the first game is September fifth, so you got until at least September fourth, my birthday, 
to get all get signed up, pick them, and let's hope an eight nine year old doesn't beat us all again. Set that so, one day reminder. Set, set that, that one, day, one day reminder. One day before reminder is always clutch. <laughs> and get those picks in. Prize pack, uh, warehouse distillery, escape one hundred and nine. I've got some, still some uh, uh, growlers from uh, Good Road Cider Works, and we'll see if we can pick up some other stuff along the way. Maybe some samples of the warehouse distillery, all that kind of good stuff. So sign up for that, and then Survivor starts September twenty fifth. So September twenty fourth, we will do our Survivor podcast where we break down all our picks. So get those in again. Winner of that. Oh yeah, both of these have cool trophies as well. We'll have a trophy for the. Uh, Survivor one and maybe throw something some way depending on who wins it and all that good stuff. So we can't let the Kaylee sweep us again in the year or beginning of the year too. So all right, you found your one. Yeah, I got you. All right, all right. What's in the trunk of your car right now? It's in the trunk of my car. Well, I being an F one fifty, I don't really have a trunk, but I'll say what's in the back seat. Like when you fold up your seats, minus I got the car seat holder for the kid. I've got a Vortex. Got all, to me, you got to always have a football in your car at all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got some pong balls. You never know when to tailgate a beer pong breaks out. I got some sunscreen. I got a uh, a scully cap because you never know if your head gets cold. And yeah, that's really about the randomness that's in like the the, the cab of my truck. Okay. Um, I'll go. I know what's in my trunk. I have a couple pairs of sneakers because I'm a sneaker person. So you never know. Yep. I got a couple of hats that I'll just throw on. If I'm like, oh, I need to throw a hat on when yeah. I'm leaving. I have a jacket, umbrella. Um, what else do I have? And I know I have a whole, like, which is crazy. I lazy didn't take them in the house. A roll of toilet tissue. <laughs> now, granted, I have plenty of toilet tissue in my house. I just have not taken this roll of toilet tissue in my house. And then I have, um, what else do I have? Gatorade. Which I haven't taken in the house too, but that's what I got in the trunk. All right. Uh, for me, I have the like Duval said, have the umbrella. Uh, still have the Panthers cap sitting in my car, um, and then still have the new hire slash coworker binder mm-hmm. that they gave us when I got hired at Cat. Yeah. Like, I had it to take the HR, like, the couple days after I got hired. And then it just basically made its way to the back. Haven't taken it in the house. And then the jerseys that I got back from my coworker. Still haven't taken those. Kevin? I got a laundry detergent that I don't need yet that's sitting in the trunk. <laughs> now, you better take that out for you. Like, it hits a corner and it yeah, busts everywhere. And you just like, dang, that's I wasted true. that $7, man. <laughs> the car smell good, but... It would make the car smell good. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it'd be a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Uh, I've got some clothes. Get I got some, a... some fabric softener and put it in the trunk of your car. It'll all bleed up in the right. front. And it'll right. smell good. Yeah. Yeah. Save save money on... Uh... Yeah, some like those, uh, like the little pellets. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. <laughs> got some clothes. Uh, I got a jacket. I have a football back there. Yeah, I know that. You always got to carry one. I actually have my uh, baseball bag still back there. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's, I converted to a softball bag. Hey, okay, nice. <laughs> I think that's about it back yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. You missed. You, I know you were going to come to the July Fourth, mm-hmm. and then you got I wrapped up work. and stuff. Yeah, uh, you missed the home run derby. I missed it. We had the wiffle ball. Uh, Brittany Enards. Baby, I don't know if they're baby daddy. Okay. One. He cranked. I have to, 
I, I, I didn't. I wasn't in charge of setup this year. I kept telling them to push it back a little bit. Uh, I think the home plate was a little too close. Yeah. Oh, so uh, they were really just. So they was cranking them, but uh, so next year I think we're going to make sure the home plates move back a little bit. But I will say he was the only one besides Jerryanna who used Jerryanna's pops as a pitcher, and he cranked out. I want to say like seven, seven in the first round, and then he <coughs> cranked out four out of five. And the, we only did we did ten swings in the first round, five swings for the second round. If, as long as you hit a home run, you moved on okay. to the second round. And uh, I ended up so he he went second and cranked out four out of five. Okay, yeah. and I I, I started off uh, I had cranked three out of four, and then I missed. No, I cranked yeah yeah, yeah. I was at three out of four, three and then I, four. I went for my last swing and tipped it, and it fell short. So I didn't get a tie in there, get a chance, but yeah, he ended up winning that. So you missed out yeah, on the home run derby. So we did have a new winner. I put that up there as well. I think Duval, you won the housewarming one, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Cosby's won one. Jeff Hux has won one. I won the previous year. So we just uh, have a yeah, good time have with to, that. We have to get two better pitchers. Yeah, it was Josh Hurley has been our normal pitcher, but yeah. he wasn't here this this time. Yeah, because he was staying back. Uh, his wife's parents came into town, so like I said, it was okay. weird. Like. July 4th. We still had a good party, but it was a yeah. little bit smaller than usual. Okay. Oh, we forgot to say congrats to Bridget and Corey. Their baby girl was born. Oh, amazing. Uh, I think her name's Malia. I think it's Malia Jeeves. It's Malia, Ro- Malia Rose Webster. I know they're probably not listening because I know that week old sleep life. Uh, <laughs> or lack of sleep. There. Yeah, lack of sleep. <laughs> hang in there. It gets a little bit better as long as your baby's cool with sleeping after the first eight, nine months. But you got a kid now, so you may wake up at any time of the night. It's just how it's going to go. But congrats <laughs> to them on that. And also, Kevin, I just realized, so you got your second win. Mm-hmm. You're now out of the one-win bucket down there, That's the right. smorgasbord. You're moving up with two wins. Oh, I forgot the – Bucks now got three, so you're down there, so – I'm at 47. Been about a month since I won because we took off, but I'm at 47. <coughs> You've all with 10. Your boy Jeeves has <laughs> tied you now with 10. So uh, Duval and Jeeves tying cheeks to cheeks with 10 wins. Adam with six. I don't know if Adam's ever coming back. He's been hiding away for a while. Corey with three. Yeah, Buck, I mean, I know he's yeah. hiding. Exactly. <laughs> Buck with three. And now Kevin getting out of the one win smorgasbord into the two win up on the the record board a little higher there. So. 2-0 on Warriors Stadium. There you go. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, you got to have your strengths. You got to have your strengths. That's I know it. what we won't say. <laughs> That's right. Now we're starting to get it going. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening. You guys got any final thoughts? No, man. Training camp starting. Hopefully no. Goodness hopefully your favorite you. player doesn't tear their ACL yeah. or get hurt. That's or everybody Achilles. stay healthy. Yeah, or Achilles, whatever. Everybody stay healthy. Knock on wood. Yeah. And are you going to try to make it down there this year? No idea, man. No idea. We'll see. We'll face that when we get there. Because <laughs> you got a, they got a, you got a while. I mean, training camp's yeah. a good look time. It, it, it doesn't seem like a while, but it goes quick. It, yeah, because you because they don't do the, the, the what the fourteenth, so they go to what? Yeah, yeah. They don't do the two days anymore either. No, so I think no. But yeah, that's it. Uh, go buy a t-shirt. Send us out. All right. Until next time. Peace. Hey!